This is Boundless, and I'm Ed Blonsky. Everyone has a need, and I'm glad to share with you the one thing that can meet every single need. It is the love of Jesus Christ. On today's show, you will hear a message of love and hope, the very same love and hope that will meet all needs. The messages on Boundless have recently been given at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. If you happen to be in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit at www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. Now, here's today's message. Thanks for listening. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from our risen and reigning Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Here again the words from Psalm 24. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts is he, the King of glory. There's a famous theologian that once said that religions based on the law presume that man can come to God. They can climb up to God through one of three ways. They can come to God through the way that they live. They think that if they commit to a life of doing good and of doing no evil, they can get closer to God. Some people think that they take that gift of knowledge and intellect that God has given them, and they try to construct for themselves a religion based off of logic and nothing else. They think that will bring them closer to God. Yet others think that they can climb up to God through some kind of emotional experience. That's how they'll get closer to God. And yet Martin Luther, he identifies all these ways as latter theologies. It's our humanistic way of trying to reach up to God. So this Sunday, this, this message that the King is coming, it takes this idea of us trying to reach up to Him and it flips it, 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 flips it on its head. And it reminds us that we can't, we can't get up to God. We don't have to get up to God. God, He comes down to us. We don't have to try to ascend to Him through the way that we live or try to get to Him through our thinking and our rationality. And we don't have to have some kind of emotional experience to feel closeness with God. Because indeed, our King is coming. It's announced to us in, in the psalm, and this LWML Sunday, it reminds us that the King is coming, and we are to prepare. As I was saying with the, the kids in the feeding of the lambs, we don't have kings in the United States anymore. But let's, let's have a hypothetical situation for a moment this morning. Imagine if we did have a king. I think if a king was coming to visit us for dinner or maybe coming to church, we would prepare for them like we do for any other guest when they come to visit us. We don't have an, earth, uh, an earthly king in the United States, but we have a heavenly father, a heavenly king, and he comes to us and has come to us in three ways into our lives. The king comes in that long-expected promise of Jesus, the Messiah, the one who would save us from our sins. He comes daily into our hearts and minds through grace and faith. And he's coming at the end of this world where we will get to be with him forever. 
So let's look at that first one, how Jesus, how our king has, was promised to come to us. We'll start back at the beginning in the book of Genesis. God has created everything, heaven and earth. Everything is perfect. He has Adam and Eve. He places them in the garden. Everything is perfect. Then we get to chapter 3, where Adam and Eve fall into sin. God doesn't leave his creation just hanging there on its own. We get right there at verse 15, that God makes his very first promise, that he's going to redeem his creation. He's going to buy it back from, from uh, sin and from the devil. That idea, it runs throughout the Old Testament. We see it in Genesis and in Exodus and on and onward as we go through the Old Testament. God didn't just promise, but he was with his people. One of the examples we have is when the people of Israel are released from slavery and they're making their way uh, out of Egypt to the promised land. God is with them. He takes the form of a cloud of, uh, or a pillar of cloud during the day to guide them and a pillar of fire by night. He continues to be with his people, and he, he does this in, in different ways. The psalm that was appointed for this LWML Sunday, it's categorized by scholars as a psalm of praise. Many scholars think that David wrote this psalm as he was witnessing the arrival or the return of the Ark of the Covenant, either to the tabernacle, the portable temple, or back to Zion, to Jerusalem. And that's where God chose to dwell with his people in the Old Testament, in the tabernacle, in the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was where God, he dwelled, or another word for that was he tabernacled with them there. Now the Ark of the Covenant, it's that box that God had certain things put in. He gave the Israelites instructions when they were at Mount Sinai to build the Ark of the Covenant. And in it would house the two tablets of the Ten Commandments that were given to Moses, along with a jar of the manna, the food that God provided for the people while they were wandering in the wilderness. And the, and the Aaron's staff was also in the Ark of the Covenant, the staff that did many wonders and signs while they were in Egypt in front of the Pharaoh. Then you had the top of the Ark of the Covenant, which was made out of pure gold. At the top, the lid was made out of pure gold, and there were two cherubim, or two angels, and they sat like this. And between the, the wings of the angels was the mercy seat. That was the place where God dwelled with his people. The Ark of the Covenant, it was housed in the Holy of Holies inside the tabernacle and later in the temple. It was a special place. There was a separation because of man's unworthiness to come before God. And so the high priest could only enter into the tabernacle, into the Holy of Holies, one time of year, on the Day of Atonement, the day where sin was covered over. And that's uh, that. But the Ark of the Covenant was seen as the physical presence of God on earth with his people. And this is how God dwelled with his people. He continued to dwell with them in the tabernacle and in the temple. And yet the people heard from the prophets that the Lord sent that he was going to send someone to save them from their sin. Someone was going to come greater than the prophets in the Old Testament. We know that this was fulfilled in the coming of Jesus. Where Jesus, we, don't, he didn't, we didn't have to go up to him. He came down to us. He came down in the form of a man, taking on our very flesh and our very blood and dying on a cross to pay for the sins and to redeem his creation from sin. 
from the power of the devil and, and from death. Because of his death on the cross, we don't receive the sentence that we, we should receive. St. Paul tells us in his letter to the Romans that because of our sin, the wages of sin are death. We don't receive death. We receive forgiveness of our sins and eternal life. That's the second way that our King comes to us this morning. I hope you're enjoying today's message on Boundless from St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods. For more, you can go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. You can also support our ministry and access more online content of Boundless Hope. And if you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. Now, back to today's message. He comes to us through grace, through faith in Jesus. We receive grace and forgiveness because of what Jesus has done for you and for me. This is a complete free gift that God gives to us. We have nothing we can do to earn it. We don't have to reach up to God to try and earn it, climb up the ladders to get closer to him. He simply comes down to us and gives it to us through his son. The only thing that we have to do as his people, the only response that we have to do is we have to have faith in his son, Jesus. Faith means that we put our trust, our complete and total trust in him no matter what. No matter what happens in this life, we trust, in, we trust him even when it seems hard. A good example of this idea of trust is we think of a child and how they rely on their parent for their everyday need and for what, their nourishment. That's what we are to do. We are to trust in Jesus at all times. But we're also to take this and we're supposed to show the love of Jesus with others through our words, how we talk with them, how we interact with them, and through our actions and some of our simplest actions. And we're also supposed to share with them what he's done for them, tell them about his love and how he's died for them and forgiven their sins. On this LWML Sunday, the Lutheran's Women's Missionary League, we remember the mission and work of God's people, and that mission being sharing the gospel with others and the love of Jesus. The ladies of the LWML, the organization within our church body that do this work, they do this in a number of ways. One of the big ones is, is through the money that they raise, through the mite boxes and through the different fundraisers that they have throughout the year. They use this money to support and show the love of Jesus by equipping people to share the gospel. They do that here in the United States, and they also do that overseas. The women of the LWML have heard the words of Jesus that he spoke after he rose from the dead when he told you and me to go and proclaim the gospel. And that's what we are to do, our mission. And we are to do that until our king comes again. And that's how the third time our king comes to us. That final, on that final day, our king will come to us again. He will come down to us. And we get a glimpse of this when we read the book of Revelation where the, uh, the Apostle John, he describes all these different scenes that are taking place. But at the end, in Revelation chapter 21, he talks about how when Christ comes down and how we get to be in the presence of the Lord. When that day comes, whenever it does, our King is going to come down to us and we're all going to be called to stand before him to be judged. 
He's not going to look at us and see our sinful, dirty selves, our rags, but he's going to see his son or his daughter through the waters of holy baptism, covered in his son's blood, covered in his son's righteousness. And because of that, we're not going to experience God's wrath and his anger for our sin. We're going to receive grace and mercy. All those things that in throughout this life cause us pain and hardship are going to be no more. Everything's going to be recreated. Everything's going to be perfect as it was before the fall into sin. The greatest joy that John describes in Revelation chapter 21 is being in the presence of God. We will get to be with him forever. So we have that to look forward to when our king comes to us the second time. But while we're waiting, we just don't stand around idly looking up at the sky thinking, well, I, I think he's going to come back today. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to stay busy doing what the LWML has an emphasis in, and that's sharing the gospel, sharing the love of Jesus. But at the same time as his people, we're, we're called to be prepared. We're pre called to be watchful for when that day comes. Because Jesus tells us in the gospel, it's going to come like a thief in the night when we least expect it. Our king is coming, and he has come indeed. That promise was made in the Old Testament through, to his people through the prophets, and it was fulfilled in the coming of Jesus, who came down to us, who took on our flesh, who lived a perfect life, who fulfilled the law perfectly where we fail, and he died to pay the price for our sin so that we could have forgiveness and eternal life with him. He comes to us daily by grace, through faith, through the forgiveness of sins, and we're called to show that love that God has shown to us. We're to reflect that to others. And our king is going to come again when this world ends. And he's going to take everything and he's going to make it perfect. There's going to be a recreation of everything. And we will get to be with him forever. As I close this morning, I'd like to share Martin Luther's thoughts that he wrote about Psalm 24. Luther writes, Lift up your heads, lift them up that the king of glory may come in. He does, this does more than announce his arrival. It calls to the discouraged, the doubtful, the ashamed. It calls with hope, forgiveness, and peace, because he is, after all, righteous, faithful to what he is, full of compassion and loving kindness, the one who has declared himself to be our king and savior. May this LWML Sunday remind us that not just this Sunday, but every day we are called to be missionaries, to share the gospel and the love of Jesus throughout the world so that all will know about our King, Christ, who is coming in, in, in all of his glory, and he provides redemption to all who believe in him, everlasting life now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message on Boundless. I hope that today's message brought you the love and hope that will meet your need. I'm the pastor at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Wood, Illinois. And at St. Matthew, we see that there is boundless need all around us that can be met with the boundless love of Jesus so we can all live with boundless hope. For more, go to our website, www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. There you will find more content and resources that will give you the boundless love of Jesus. 
If you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. In the meantime, find us on Instagram at St. Matthew Hawthorne Woods. There is no E in Hawthorne, by the way. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening to Boundless. Remember, the answer to all need is Jesus, who is love and brings hope.